This is episode 20 of The Focused Mindset. Today, let's explore some solution-focused questions that will help you notice what will motivate your child to be the best version of themselves. If you're a new listener, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe and make sure that you leave an Apple review. And don't forget to look at the notes that I put at the bottom of this podcast. You're going to see a link there for one of my favorite resources. I've partnered up with the Big Life Journal. This is a journal that helps your child not only transform their mind into having a mindset that is solution-focused and resilient, but also gives them an opportunity to journal. And journaling is so productive when it comes to our child's mindset. So don't forget to check that out. It's such a wonderful gift that you can get for your child. And I realize how important it is for all of us to raise strong, confident kids. And this particular podcast was motivated by a talk that I'm going to be giving on October 3rd at the Solution Focused Schools Conference. It's not too late to sign up for this conference, especially if you're an educator that's working with kids, you're going to want to check out their website and see about signing up for this conference. Go to www.solutionfocusschools.com and you'll learn all about it. I'm speaking on Saturday afternoon, um, that's Pacific time, and you're going to be able to see me on the register and you can hear my entire conversation about communicating with parents in a solution-focused way. So in preparation for that conference, I began to realize that there's so many amazing questions that we can ask that can put our mind in the right place. And I can't wait to share it with you. So let's get into it. You've been upgraded to Parenting 2.0. New expectations requires a new mindset. The Focused Mindset. I'm Cher Kretz. I'm a school counselor and a family mindset coach. Raising kids is an amazing journey and things don't always turn out as planned. Still, you get to share your life with an adult in training. This podcast will help you meet every new challenge with confidence and be the best version of yourself in your home and with the people you love. Hello, my friends. Welcome to The Focused Mindset. I want to record a really quick episode for you guys right now, and it's going to be about communicating with your children. I had a parent come to me recently, and they told me that they just don't know what to say to make a difference to their child anymore. She said that their daughter, every single time that they try and help them, that their daughter just seems to tune them out completely and look away and just repeats the same action over and over again. And they feel like all their training is for nothing. And I had to stop and think for a minute about the way that we've been accustomed to training our kids as parents. 
Sometimes we seem to think that just by saying all the knowledge that we have and all the things that we've done over the years that makes a difference, that our child is just supposed to go, oh, wow, that's amazing. I never thought of that. And then they just stick it all in our, their, our brain or they stick it all in their brain and they walk away and then they're transformed. And they never have the problem again. And they just do exactly as you said. And that's the expectation that we have when we're training our kids. The truth of the matter is, is that our child is thinking about what they're going to eat later or trying to figure out a word you said, or they've heard you say the same thing before. So they're just kind of half zoning out. And that's called human nature. I've said many times that our kids are just simply adults in training. And adults sometimes act like kids. So we sometimes get very mixed up on how we need to communicate as adults to our children to make a difference. And I want to tell you right now that when we step back and watch what our children are doing, we might see amazing things that we can use to help them be motivated towards change. Now, what do I mean by this? Think about um, back in episode four. Uh, yes, definitely. Episode four, I talked about what is the focused mindset. And I had been doing a whole bunch of studying um, for the past few years on the brain and how it works. And I've been incredibly curious about the reticular activating system, or RAS for short. Now, it's a good thing that they have a shortened thing to call it because I always stumble over that word, reticular activating system. It comes out so different. I've been practicing. So that's twice in a row I did it right. Bravo to me. But RAS for short, what is it? You guys may remember. This is the area of the brain that is capable of deciding what's important and what we need to remember and what's not important, what we need to forget. And how in the world does it decide? It decides based on the things that we've heard and listened to subconsciously and, uh, and, and also consciously. This counts for the things our parents say, but also things that we hear um, over the television, things that we, jingles that we might hear, commercials. Many kids uh, might love tricks and have no idea it's because of the tricks commercial that they played over and over during some TV show they were watching, for instance. You know, my daughter gravitates towards whatever she's into on her TikTok. Her and I do TikTok. Um, she, she has an account. I watch. I like all of her things. And it's been a fun thing for us, especially over COVID. But the interesting thing about TikTok, like many other social medias, whatever you watch, they're going to give you more and more and more of. And I remember one day my daughter came and said, it seems like everybody has birds. Birds are the most amazing thing ever. I've got to have a pet bird. And I realized that she was becoming obsessed with birds and the TikTok was helping her become obsessed with the birds because all it was doing was spitting out more and more and more bird videos. I explained how the TikTok was working, and she was like, no, that is impossible. And I told her, well, give it a shot. Start talking about something else and clicking on those videos and see what happens. And sure enough, the moment that she started changing to, I don't remember what it was. Gosh, I bet you I could think of it. Some other animal, I'm sure. Pretty soon, she was seeing all those TikTok videos. 
But what we don't understand is the brain works in very much the same way as our darn social media seems to. But it is a fine-tuned computer that just filters, filters, filters everything that we look at. Important, not important. Important, not important. And the only thing that decides that is what we've focused on. And in episode four, I talked about using the reticular activating system in your favor and do that by remembering and thinking about and focusing on the things that are important. I want you to begin to understand how this very same system can be used for your child to begin to focus on the things that you want them to. And what we want them to focus on is the things they believe that they're doing well. If they believe that they can do something, they're more likely to try. They're more likely to tell themselves positive things and therefore continue to be good at it. Now, it's not like they're, if they are uh, completely tone deaf, that they can just think their way into being a good singer. But they can believe in themselves in a different type of way based on the things that people say, the things that the important people in their life say. And that's you as the parent. So in this episode, we are going to lay out a whole bunch of questions that you can ask your child that will help them be able to believe in themselves and be able to notice the good things that they're doing. But first, you need to notice the good things that they're doing. Before we can do that step, the first thing you need to do is adjust your thinking as a parent. That's the hard part, isn't it? We're adults, so we've had a lot of time to cement in our thinking. We've had a lot of time to practice our way of thinking. Now, the first thing to helping our children is helping ourselves. So the first thing that you're going to do is start noticing. Noticing all the exceptions in your kids, not the times when they're doing wrong, but the times they're doing right. I say exceptions because there might be something that they're working on. And because they're working on something and you're helping them to get better and better, hopefully that's the goal anyway, all you notice is each and every time they mess up. But I'm asking you to flip that around. Look for the times they don't mess up. It's time to ask, when was the last time I saw that they did achieve in whatever area they're struggling in? So choose an area. Let's say that your child is um, being snotty. Let's say they're sassing. All right. They're talking back. They're talking a little bit rude. Maybe they've got a little eye roll going on. Well, the first thing that you can do to make the biggest difference is to start noticing the times when they don't have an eye roll, when they don't have an attitude. So then you walk around in your day and you say, every single time that I notice that they don't have an eye roll, I'm going to just tell them that. See, now you're doing two different things. Not only are you retraining your mind to begin to look at the positives that are in your child, but then you're shooting that back out to them. When you shoot it back out to them, that validates what you want them to do. It validates the kind of person that you want them to be. It's one type of validation. I strongly believe that you should validate your children and make sure that they do not feel dismissed. And there's lots of different ways to do that. This is one of them. One of them is simply noticing what they're doing that's right 
and then telling them that they did it. They're not going to read your mind. They're not going to know that you saw it. So as you retrain your mind to notice the things that your children are doing, you're also going to train yourself to open your mouth and tell them that you saw they were doing it. At some point, they might turn off their video game exactly when you ask them to. Remember it and tell them, I noticed that you turned that off exactly when I asked you to. It's the little things. You're going to be more likely to have them turn them off the next time when you recognize that they did it this time. And on the other hand, when they do forget as they do or decide they're going to take an extra 15 minutes even though you ask them to do something, you might say, you know, I've noticed all of the times that you have obeyed me the first time, so I know that that's what you really want to do, and I know you can do it. So what can we do differently? What can I say differently that can help get that result? Because when we get that result, it's just so much more pleasant for both of us. You see, then they're beginning to think, well, what can they do? Because, yeah, I have obeyed before in the past quickly. Now, that might be a little more difficult in the first example that I told you when they're rolling the eyes and being rude because that just is a hot button and you just want to get right on them. I know I do. When my children are rude to me, it absolutely makes me boiling inside. The times that I've stopped, walked away, and literally forced myself to think about the times when they haven't been rude and the person that they really are in their heart and then gone back to the situation, each and every time I've done that, that's the time I've gotten the results. So that's why I teach it. Because having the focused mindset is far deeper than just um, pointing things out to our child or um, choosing to do things on purpose. It's a full circle. Because when we decide to focus on things on purpose and we give that back to our children, then they will give that back to us. And the circle begins in a positive direction. Let's use the reticular activated system in our favor to help us change the way that we parent in order to see the best in our children. What are some other questions that can help you? How about if you ponder the question, what is your child's best qualities? How about if you just ponder that question every single morning and every single night? What are their best qualities? And then ask, when do I see those qualities? That question alone can help you reframe your mind and use the reticular activating system to change the, what you focus on. You hack your own mind to be able to see your best in your child, even though it's your job to teach them and train them in the way that they should go. What about... Uh, let's see. Let me think of us. I have another question written down here. Let me find it. Um, okay. What was the last thing that you noticed that they did well? Oh, I like that one too, because you can think of things that they do well, things that are good qualities there, but what is the last thing that you notice that your child did well? Now we're thinking in the moment. This is going to really help you to stop the, oh, all they've been doing is and filling in a negative thing because it's going to bring up a very current memory to your brain. 
Okay. How about, can you think of a time that that wasn't a problem? Hmm. Now, if you're thinking of a problem and that problem has come up once again, how about if you remember, can I think of a time that wasn't a problem? What was happening at that time? Now, many times, if we can recreate what happened in that time, we'll be able to see more of that good behavior that we want and have an opportunity to point it out. Now, I know this takes some planning. I mean, this is not exactly manipulative. No, it's just kind of creating a moment that works in a parent's favor. There's nothing wrong with that. So if you begin to think, wait a minute, I see that quality that's wonderful in them quite often when we are playing basketball. Well then, find a time to play basketball and look for that quality. Rest assured, if it's going to come out anytime, it's going to come out then. So um, that's another way that you can kind of hack your mind, if you will, because you want to be able to notice your child, but maybe you're like, I don't, I don't even know when I'm going to be able to notice that they're uh, getting along with their brother or they're saying kind words or they're complimenting others or whatever the positive thing is that you'd like to promote. Well, ask yourself that question. When was the last time that I saw them doing this good thing and what was happening during that time? When was this problem a little less of a problem? Not completely gone, but when was it less of a problem? That can be a good question to kind of help your mind move forward. Now, if all you can think of is a time that was a long, long time ago, then that will be your job to think of a more recent time because children have good good and bad points all day long. They're just little people growing and changing and adjusting, and they're going to be in good moods and bad moods. And this mindset shift will allow you to step away from the role of parenting in a traditional sense of saying, okay, now I've got to right the wrongs. And instead of that, you're going to promote the rights. You're going to be a promoter of their best qualities. All right? So I want you to give this a shot in the next week to come and see how it works. The most important thing is that you're trying. I mean, if you don't even try, how can you know if it's going to work or not? When a parent comes to me and they're very, very fixed on the negative things that's happening, guess what happens when I ask them to notice the positives? The next time we talk, they usually tell me the things that they've seen. That's because Our mind wants to see the good in our kids. It doesn't even feel good to see the bad in them. It feels awful because our child is like our own flesh. It's like our own person many times. And it just, we begin to take it personally when they do something wrong. And what I'm suggesting is that you free yourself of that. You say, they make mistakes and I make mistakes, but I'm going to choose to look for those good things in my kids. Another thing that helps me out a lot that I just touched on is not taking things personally. There is an acronym, Q-TIP, Quit Taking It Personally. I actually wrote Q-TIP on my bathroom mirror, and uh, my husband was like, why did you write Q-TIP? And I'm like, it's just my own little thing. 
and then I told him later because it's important that we all remember, don't take it personally. It doesn't matter when things are said. It's not meant to be something personal to you. It may seem like it. Your kid is acting up. They're tired. They say something awful like, I hate you. You're mean. Those type of things. The moment you take it personally, you lose it. You lose your cool. You lose your ability to think through the things that we've just talked about. And more than that, you're taking personal what a child who's just so comfortable and spatting out whatever they want to say, you're taking that personal rather than knowing their heart. We really need to get in touch with our child's heart, even in the hard times, even when they're at their worst. Wow, that is tough. That's really, really tough. I can tell you that I blow that weekly. So I'm right there with you. I have three kids, three different personalities, and at even any given time, one of them can push my buttons. Some of the time I handled it well. Some of the time I can say, wow, the focused mindset. Yes. Other times I have to regroup and say, wait a minute, what went wrong there? How do I need to adjust it? And let's move forward. So We're in this together, parents. There's not a single one of us that are going to walk around and just always be focused on the right thing. But let this be a reminder to you that you can challenge yourself to do better. You don't have to just live with the status quo. You can ask yourself questions that actually helps you be a better parent, helps you train your mind to think on the things that are good uplifting, pleasant, helpful, peaceful. You can think on those things. And when you do, you'll notice a completely different world around you. What kind of child do you really want when they grow up? You sit down, make a list of that. This is the person that I know my child is and what I'd love for them to be in years to come. The person that you picture them being is the person that you should be promoting. Promote that person. Now, you've heard me talk many times about uh, communicating out of fear. Communicating out of fear is the very best way for you to lose all of your strategies that you've tried so hard to implement as a parent. The moment that we get scared about something and it comes out in our voice, then no longer can we look for their most positives because we pop out with something like, if you don't watch it, you're going to just fail or you're just going to, everyone's going to look at you negatively and I don't know, just fill in the blank. You know what you say. You say things that are fear driven. And what I want you to kind of picture is that as your fearful words come out of your mouth with the intention of motivating your child to not do that thing, all you're doing is taking the fear and taking it out of you and just implanting it straight into them. No longer, your fear might be out because you kind of vented, but now the fear is in them. Before you know it, they're walking around thinking about this fear that they're worried about, and they didn't put that fear in them. You put it in them when you were so worried that they were going to screw up. So the more we can practice tricking our own mind into focusing on exactly what we want it to focus on, 
the more we're going to have the results that we want, not only in us as parents, but in our children. Because let's remember, whatever you focus on often eventually becomes your reality. Whatever you focus on in your kid's life often eventually becomes the reality of who they are. If you constantly reinforce the negative, the negative is going to be what they become. Have you ever been around somebody and, you're, and you say, wow, they're just like their parents? You can say that in a positive or you can say that in a negative. I wonder why that happened. Yes, there's genes involved, but I wonder how much of it we can attribute to the reticular activating system in the brain. Take the time now to decide how you're going to think and how you're going to react to things on purpose and use the focused mindset to your advantage to help your child reframe the type of person they are and so you see the positives in them. And you guys have a relationship that's built on seeing the best in one another. That is going to, I mean, really, you can't afford not to. I mean, what's the alternative? The alternative is continuing to get stuck in a negative cycle. What, why risk it? Why risk the possibility of your child later in life being like, well, all my mom told me was that I was going to fail. And so I felt like a failure. Do you want your child to be saying that? Why take the risk? Take the time to change whatever it is about your communication with your child that needs to be tightened up. It won't mean that you're not powerful. It won't mean that you're getting rid of any of your authority. You'll have plenty of that to go around. It just means that you're taking the time to pour the positives in to make sure you get positives back. So I hope that this episode is helpful to you. What are some of those questions that we talked about? All right, one of them. What are your child's best qualities? When do you see those qualities? When was the last time that you saw them doing well? When you notice that, tell them. When was a problem a little less of a problem? And what was happening during that time? Can you recreate that? If you can, do it and then notice that and tell them. What's the benefit of telling the children when you notice what they're doing well? That also triggers their reticular activating system. It's a win-win situation, like I said. So that's all I got for you today, guys. I just really wanted to take a minute to speak to you about this passion within me. It's something that I constantly have to work on. I know most parents do. And so I'm going to encourage you. Think about your communication this week. Ask yourself the right questions and ask your children the right questions and notice when they're doing slightly better. And let me know the difference that it makes. My website is www.thefocusedmindset.com. If you go under contact me, I want you to join the Focused Mindset community. I have a group of Focused Mindset parents and family members and guardians and uh, foster parents, and we're able to communicate with each other. 
and talk about the things that are important. I care so much about you guys' opinion on where I move this show that I put out little surveys to find out what your opinion is. But more than that, I give out my tips of the week and my monthly newsletter. These are the type of things that you can always have in your back pocket so you never forget, so you always refresh, so you can always have the focused mindset. So hop on my website, join the community. On Facebook, it's the Focused Mindset Facebook group. That's a place where you can chat with all of the members. So join me as we move forward and try to be the best parents each and every day. Fine-tuning our skills, remembering that it's okay that we're not perfect, and moving forward together. If you haven't already subscribed, hop over to Apple Podcasts, all right? Gotta be Apple Podcasts and do a review for me. Subscribe. Actually, you can subscribe on any platform, honestly. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for taking the time. And I know that you care about being the best parent you can, and it's going to pay off. So it's about time for me to sign off. And until next time, keep in touch and take care.